don't know if I really love this decision. Over the middle, got his man, and look at him go! Jalen Waddle for the touchdown! Welcome to Inside Leverage, your gateway to the fascinating realm of the Miami Dolphins. Join us as we delve deep into the team's dynamic Super Bowl journey. We invite you to share your most scorching takes, unwind, and relish in our captivating Mr. James Foster, welcome to the show. Hey, hey thank yeah. you guys for having me. What's going on, my brother? Doing great, man. Uh, peeling like a snake after the Senior Bowl. Uh, oh, wow. But yeah, just trying to pump out as many scouting reports as possible until till April. How y'all doing? Good, man. Good. So listen, let's let's get uh let's get down to the nitty gritty here. Just give us a little background of who you are, what you do. Let all our viewers know where they can find you, and you know, kind of what you're working on. Yeah, uh, I cover the NFL and NFL draft for A to Z Sports. Um, my Twitter account is No Flags Film. Uh, you can find most of my content there and uh, make videos for the A to Z Film Room YouTube channel, um, doing a bunch of scouting reports on draft prospects right now. Um, and main thing that I'm working on uh, at this point is uh, writing scouting reports. I've got my big board. It's my pin tweet. I've got uh, like an interactive table with consensus rankings, recruiting information, uh, all that stuff. You click the row, it pulls up the scouting report and I uh, got a lot of good information in there. So that's that's the main stuff I'm working on right now. So James, who were your standouts at the Senior Bowl? Well, I mean, I, I think the MVPs um, offensively and defensively are, are Jackson Powers Johnson and uh, Quinion Mitchell, cornerback for Toledo. I think uh, that's that's kind of the consensus opinion, but you know, heading into the week, I was high on Quinion Mitchell. I was just a little bit concerned that he's this elite productive corner and they don't play him in press. It's like, you know, I get that it's a quarters heavy scheme, but you would think at least in the Mac, he would be up on the line of scrimmage more. So really wanted to see him, um, you know, pressing guys at the line of scrimmage. And it was about an hour into the first practice. I was like, okay, yeah, this guy's a lock to go in the first round. Um, you can just tell the, the reactive athleticism, how comfortable he is, you know, being aggressive at the line of scrimmage or playing more of a soft shoe press and, and being a little bit more patient. Um, he's just a, a naturally talented cornerback still has to fix, uh, fix some things, you know, technique wise, he's a little bit jumpy, kind of undisciplined with his hips. You can tell he's inexperienced playing press coverage, but uh, just based on on natural talent and what he can already do from off coverage, uh, you know, I, I think he's a lock to go in the first round, and it wouldn't surprise me if if he's the first cornerback off the board. Hey, James, um, question for you in terms of interior offensive line. I know you've got your uh, Jackson Power Johnson, um, guys like Frazier and some uh, other cats, uh, in your opinion, have you seen other interior guys that that uh, possibly you took interest of or like consider like, oh, OK, he has something I could see him in the uh, late second, third round. What, are there some guys that you've seen other than uh, uh, JBJ? 
Yeah, uh, I, I'm a big fan of Christian Haynes. Um, I have him as a top 50 player. I think that he is a ready-made plug-and-play for an outside zone scheme. His movement skills, I mean, he can he can pull off reach blocks in his sleep, gets down to the second level quickly. And in pass pro, he didn't face great experience at UConn, uh, or great uh, competition at UConn, but seeing him at the Senior Bowl, I mean, he held up as well as, as any interior offensive lineman there. He, you know, you've probably seen that one rep against uh, Jordan Jefferson from LSU where he just shut down his bull rush. Uh, Jefferson got mad, ripped off his helmet. Uh, Haynes told him, if you're scared, go to church. Um, so love the, <laughs> love the tenacity that he plays with, uh, the hand placement, the ability to, to refit his hands, slide his feet, uh, flexible drop in his anchor. I think he's a complete guard prospect that, that fits any scheme, but for the Dolphins specifically with how they're getting those guys out on the move, uh, you know, I think he's a perfect fit there. Um, I was, I was also a big fan of Dominic Pooney, uh, really liked his tape. I had more of like an early day three grade on him, but after the senior bowl, um, moved him up firmly to day two. He, I think he lost a rep early, but then won pretty much every one-on-one -on -one rep uh, for the rest of the week. He was working at tackle, guard, and center. Um, he played left tackle at Kansas, but probably a candidate to to slide inside. I think uh, for a team like Miami that that might have uh, you know multiple needs across the offensive line, taking someone like Dominic Pooney that you know you can just play him in training camp, find out where he fits best, and, and slide him in there, and then throughout the season. Uh, every offensive line is going to get injured. So he's someone that can, that can move across the line in a pinch. Oh man, James, uh, those, I was watching the, the, the senior bowl and then that kid was, was, was Marlin. Uh, the, the defensive like pass rushers, there, there weren't too many. There was this Kansas kid, a pass rusher. I think his name is Rogers, last name Rogers. He was he's like I saw little motor in him. What do you, what are your thoughts on him? If you remember, if you know who, who I'm, I'm actually talking about in the senior bowl. You said Rogers. Um, is he like? A, is he an he edge some, guy? Yeah, an edge guy. Um, are you maybe thinking of Darius Robinson? He's a Kansas kid, man. He Kansas? Kansas. Oh, oh, um, oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Uh, Austin Booker. Booker. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Austin Booker. So he uh, he's a transfer out of Minnesota, like barely played before this year. And he's someone that I think could have been like a first round top 15 type of player if he came back to school and showed a lot of development. He's, uh, you know, over six foot four, but 240 pounds. So super thin, wiry frame, but he's got 34 inch arms. Uh, uses his length well. His tape against Texas from this past season is, I think, one of the best individual performances that I've seen from this edge class. Um, I've got a third-round grade on him. I think he's definitely developmental and not someone that you want uh, to be relying on their contribution their first year. But the traits with him are off the charts. Uh, you know, you see the natural ability to deconstruct blocks once he fully, you know, fleshes out his pass rushing moveset and, and puts a plan together. I think, you know, he's got edge one potential. And uh, so, yeah, I'm a big fan on of him back into the of day two. Hey, uh, James, thank, thanks for your time. 
Um, I got a two-part question, but I'll say the fullback question to the end of the show. Oh, my God. Here we go. Just talking. <laughs> just joking, James. That, that's, that's, that's a fullback joke that uh, they, they, they're they joking, but I'm not. But I want to ask you, which guy just kind of watching the tape, whether it's on the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball, plays the most violent to you? That that when you watch their like just the the, the their play, they jump out of us. I mean, maybe a guy that might, yeah, I don't want to say take it overboard, but those guys that just got that that edge to them, whether it's on the offensive or defense side of the ball, any position. Man, the first guy that comes to mind is JC Latham, offensive tackle out of Alabama. I think uh when you look at at both phases, run and pass, you know, just eyeballing it, I would guess that he leads this class in kill shots like putting people on the ground um you know just some unfair reps where like he's driving uh you know you watch the texas a&m game he's driving uh defensive tackles off the screen like 15 20 yards on duo uh he's you know slamming people down in pass pro a little bit kind of uh rough around the edges i think i i wish you know the alabama scheme does a good job of protecting their tackles from true edge speed and you'll see players like evan neal kind of slip through the cracks that weren't really tested to the outside that much in college they get to the nfl and they just you know can't block a wide nine um so like there are concerns with jc latham um but i think when you just look at, at natural ability combined with like you said playing with that edge i mean he's he's someone that if you're looking to upgrade uh, the nastiness on your offensive line he's the player that i'm targeting in the first round James, a guy we're all um, really high on around here, Malachi Corley. Um, I know he put on a little bit of a show out there, puts on some physicality on display. What are your thoughts on him as a, as a prospect, and what do you think about his fit potentially in a Shanahan offense? Yeah, I think that uh, his fit in Miami is perfect. Um, you know, he's someone that I think if you just – take him in the third round and like plug him into any offense. I'm not necessarily that confident uh, that he'll be, you know, as productive as you want him to be. Um, his Western Kentucky tape is kind of difficult to watch from an evaluation standpoint because it's so much underneath stuff. Um, just, you know, their, their goal is just get the ball in his hands and let him create after the catch, which, you know, in today's NFL, that that is a valuable skill set with with how many teams are playing split safety, forcing you to check it down. If you've got a guy that you can just dump it off on like a three yard flat route and he's going to get you eight yards after the catch and just kind of like march down the field, um, you know, that that's extremely valuable. And I think when you if you pair him with the deep threats that Miami has uh, that are going to stretch the field vertically and just let him work underneath, uh, I think he could be insanely productive. At the Senior Bowl, I think, you know, he he has like some fluidity to to be a uh, a more traditional route runner. He is a, a little bit unrefined at this point. You might have seen the rep where he just like I forget what the defender was. He just barrels into him, sends him flying like three yards backwards right. on a on a dig route or something. You can tell that that a lot of these more traditional routes are kind of uh, new to him. And so he might be a little bit more developmental in that sense. But, you know, if, if there's with Malachi Corley, Mike McDaniel's probably, you know, one of the, the two or three guys that I trust to find a role for him early while he develops that skill set. 
Yeah, and that's definitely, I think, a spot where <clears throat> at least a position that we're going to be looking into, not so much early on, but maybe in the later round. So we'll see. Hopefully, you can slip a little bit and we'll be able to get him. Um, well, that means you got to have to trade down somewhere. So it's either the first or that second to get a little additional pick on that third. Uh, you're going to put a French on, on Colts? You're going to put a French yeah, on Colts? Oh, my bad. I'm just throwing it out there, throwing a little bit out there. Oh, wow. That's what we do. Hey, so, so listen, I. I I'll, I'll, I, this is actually my question, but so one of our viewers brought it up. Um, I think it's Alan. He's saying if there's any quarterbacks that you like in the mid rounds, what's your what's your thought there? Cornerbacks, cornerbacks, right? Corner, right? Corner. Yeah, I'm sorry, the Cuban in me. Corner. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of corners that I like in the mid rounds. Um, so I think probably the biggest riser from the Senior Bowl for me was Jarvis Brownlee Jr. out of Louisville. Um, I, I tweeted out a, a cut up of all of his one-on-ones from the senior bowl. And like, he's got some reps where he's just running dig routes for the receivers. And a lot of people are saying like, he's guessing the route, but if you slow it down and watch him, he's reading the hips. He just has that elite anticipation to understand why receivers are stimming in one direction, knowing that they're setting up a break in the opposite direction. And, you know, he's got the fluidity to, to play man coverage. He's super aggressive at the line of scrimmage. Uh, he is a little bit undersized, but he's got good length. He's going to get in your face, jam you at the line. Um, it probably projects as more of a slot corner. Um, I, I think he split his time uh, inside and outside at Louisville. But uh, yeah, moved moved him up a lot. I'm a big fan of Jarvis Brownlee's game and the the edge that he plays with. If you're talking about uh, guys that that play physical, he's he's one of the defensive backs on that list for me. Um, Really big fan of Renardo Green out of Florida State. Uh, he had some some high quality reps against Malik Neighbors. Gave him about as good of a fight as anyone this year. Uh, he's you know playing. He's a press man uh, type of corner. I, I heard some stat that it was like eighty something percent of his snaps this year were in press man. Uh, had a, a a ton of pass breakups this year, and uh, he was I think clearly the best corner at the Shrine Bowl. Um, so big fan of Renardo green. Um, another guy that I would say is, um, Andrew Phillips. Are y'all looking for slot or, uh, outside, uh, outside corners? Both, uh, but a little bit of versatile. Yeah. Like, you know, I think that's the name of the game nowadays. It's like versatile all over. But I'm, I'm not going to hold you. I was watching some, I don't know his name, but his Oregon kid at the, at the, the senior bowl. He's like Kyrie Jackson. Two. Huge that kid, yeah. Six, he has- six, three, 32 inch arms. Uh, yeah, he's got that, he's got an automatic advantage in press coverage and at the catch point. Like, he can, you know, reach into the passing window, uh, knock the ball loose. I think for me, with Kyrie Jackson, uh, he's kind of in that like Xavier Rhodes tier of, of more stiff press corners. If you get a move side to side, he will allow some separation. Uh, kind of you know leans back on his heels so like a quick slant can get him off balance and and you know he'll let people run free over the middle but um you know I, I think like you can't you can't teach his size and it's not like he's it's not like he's an SUV like changing direction <laughs> he, he's got a little bit of juice to him so uh yeah I, I like Kyrie Jackson and then the other guy I was going to mention uh, was Andrew Phillips out of Kentucky he is, I think, a pure slot just because he, he is pretty undersized, 5'10", uh, 191 pounds. But he won every single one-on-one rep at the Senior Bowl. Uh, you saw he had a, a rep against uh, Johnny Wilson out of Florida State, just elite 
ability to uh, to be at full speed, turn around, find the football, rake the ball out. Uh, he went two for two against Lad McConkey, uh, showing that patience, covering intermediate route breaks, uh, misses some tackles. That's my biggest issue with Andrew Phillips. But outside of that, I'm a big fan of his game. Well, mechanic, go ahead since you were ready to cut off my man. So you ready, man? Oh, mute yourself. You know it's your, it's your, it's your oh, Fred, oh, Fred. Oh my God. Listen, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to give you all an opportunity, like Christian Wilkins, but I'm, I got to be like Zach Taylor's. My time is shine. Hey, uh, James, real quick, who, 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 who is nobody talking about? Who is that one guy that nobody is really talking about? Maybe he might have not gotten the, the, the marketing or the publicity just yet. Or who, who's that one guy that's kind of flying under the radar that's, you know, I, I remember they said when we took uh, Javon Holland, he was one of the, the steals in the draft when we got him. Who's that one guy that nobody's talking about that's going to come out, whether it's the senior bowl or after uh, the draft, that somebody done got that gem? I think it's going to be um, Roger Rosengarten, who plays right tackle for Washington. This dude has as much range like moving up and down the arc in the pocket as I don't want to say I've ever seen, but de definitely in this class, I mean, he can, he can get five yards outside of the pocket to, to mirror a speed rush and then slide back inside and mirror an inside counter. Um, he was a, another guy that was just lights out at the senior bowl. I don't think he lost a single one-on-one -on -one rep um, on his college and tape. The, the, the main times that he gets in trouble is just, He's a little bit unrefined, unpolished with his set depth because he does have that recovery ability. So there are sometimes he'll get you know too far outside, um, allow a little bit too much space through the B gap, um, technical stuff like that that he needs to clean up. But he's really quick, coordinated with his hands, um, has has a little bit shorter arms. I think just under thirty four inches, so not terrible arm length. Um, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Roger Rosengarten. I just think the, the natural talent, it, like I have, I have a, an early third round grade on him and he's 176th on the consensus board. So, um, I'm a huge Roger, Roger Rosengarten fan. And then like a, a deep sleeper that I've, I haven't heard anyone talk about is Walter Ruse out of, uh, Oklahoma. He's a left tackle, uh, just massive frame, a rock and pass pro didn't allow a sack this year. He can move people in the run game. And I thought watching the Shrine Bowl tape, I thought he was one of the better offensive tackles there. Um, I think 35 plus inch arms for him, a uh, good weight as well. Uh, so those are, those are two tackles more uh, mid to later round guys that I think the Dolphins could be targeting. Let, let me let me enter this chat because you said Robert and I was about to jump through a wall. This little wall I have here, that is my guy. I was looking at some of his his uh scouting report. They were saying stuff as like he struggles a little bit with power to speed. Do you agree with that? I, I thought he did well to kind of hold his man in that arc vicinity that you were mentioning of. Like I didn't see him allow any defender invade his space or enter into that interior side he just arced arc those defensive ends right out the pocket so i don't know if he to me i need to see more tape but from what you've seen have do you see him struggle a little bit with power and maybe he needs a little more development to kind of be a full complete tackle yeah so i wish that uh the senior bowl pass rushers would have 
tried to hit him with power like they were they were trying to speed rush him and it's like that that's not gonna work like i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to see this dude anchor uh so he didn't get that many opportunities at the senior bowl i watched um let's see i'm seven games through roger rosengarten's tape and i think i might have seen one or two like minor losses to power he is kind of light he's uh 311 pounds that's actually like a heavier weight than he looks he looks like he kind of has a thin frame um but I didn't notice that as a major problem. I think in the NFL, that is probably the one area that he might struggle with. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm continuing to get through the rest of his tape. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that for Rosengarten, it, the thing is he does a great job of getting underneath the pass rusher. He's he's really accurate with his punch and getting his hands inside, so he can kind of stall uh, speed to power pretty often he also is really good at, at using the snatch trap technique where you know a, a pass rusher is overextending like getting into the long arm you release contact uh slam them down both of the washington tackles you can tell they're they're practicing that every they're repping that every day in practice because they they use it constantly um so you know he's got from from a hand fi hand fighting perspective he's got the counters uh to deal with that um so i, I don't have too many major concerns about it with him Hey man, listen, Rosen. Ro that's that's like my favorite. Yeah, we talk about him a lot. That's, that's my favorite. That's my topic, yeah. man. That's what we that, it, it, that's what we going with, man. I was watching in uh, in the senior bowl, Gabe Hall and uh, Carter, the both defensive tackles. I'm I like the upset with Gabe Hall. I guess he's a little bit more raw, but given his stature, he gives me the the Armstead uh Terry Armstead from the Niners. Uh, Niners, I don't if I'm not mistaken. Or Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead, yeah, like, yeah, he gives you those vibes, but he needs to fill out. Who's who? Who would you favor for the Dolphins out of those two? Yeah, I was really impressed with Gabe Hall at the Senior Bowl. Like the arm over swim moves that he was using, um, it was just seemed unblockable at times. It's I he's still a, he's a player that I hadn't watched heading into the Senior Bowl, and I have heard from people. Uh, that ended up going back to his tape that the tape looked nothing like the senior role performance. So I'll be interested to see what that looks like. Um, but, you know, I think from just like a, a traits perspective and explosiveness, uh, he's definitely a player that uh, I think could develop into a, a good pass rushing three technique. He's got the length. He's almost 300 pounds, uh, six, five and uh, six eighths. So, yeah, I mean, he's, He's got the traits. Uh, I'll have to see what the tape looks like. Uh, Dwayne Carter is, um, you know, he's a player that I think I just have questions about, uh, you know, being like a tweener between kind of a nose tackle and a three technique where he's a little bit too big and, and lacking in explosiveness to be a consistent pass rushing threat as a three tech. And, maybe doesn't have the elite size to to hold up as a nose tackle. Um, but, you know, he he flashes on tape just with his ability to control blocks, his hand usage, um, got pretty good length. And, you know, he can especially uh, – I was checking out some 2022 games from him. I thought he showed uh, more pass rushing juice uh, the year before. Uh, there were some games this year that he just kind of disappeared – um, but yeah, I, I'm, I like Dwayne Carter as a day three option, Gabe Hall. I really like what I've seen from him at the senior, what I saw from him at the senior bowl, but I'm trying to temper my expectations because, uh, apparently the tape isn't quite as impressive. Hmm. Jay, I got, I got, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Oh no, real quick, James. Let me ask you: um, Graham Barton or JPJ? Who who are you higher on um, on the interior line? I know um, Graham Barton probably offers a little bit more versatility because he can maybe give you a little bit at tackle. But what are your thoughts on um, possibly Graham Barton moving back to center? And what what are your comparisons between him and JPJ overall? <laughs> So I have uh, Jackson Powers Johnson at 26th on my board and Graham Barton at 34th. Uh, so very similar grades, but I would uh, I would prefer Jackson Powers Johnson. Um, I think with Graham Barton, like he is just so controlled and composed in pass protection, like constantly uh, squared up to whoever he's trying to block. He's a a borderline dominant run blocker. Like his his matchup with uh, Jared Verse is one of the best one on one matchups uh, that you'll see from this class. Uh, Verse got some wins on him, but there were a couple reps where he was driving Verse like eight yards uh, eight yards off the line of scrimmage. Um, the biggest issue with Graham Barton is the combination of arm length and being late with his punch he'll if a, if somebody tries to come in with a long arm he'll let them into his frame and then he just doesn't really have the anchor to uh, to hold up against that like those are the the majority of his losses come against power and um so i i think that based on the length i think that he is uh, an easy candidate to move inside but you know, you still got to be able to block power rushes at guard like that. That's what defensive tackles are going to be using. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a fan of Graham Barton. I actually haven't watched his tape at center. I think he played there uh, as a freshman. Uh, I know a lot of people really like him at center, but um, I, I think I think those are both great options. I think that um, the the tackle versatility with Graham Barton being able to play there in a pinch, maybe not necessarily like your full time starter. Uh, that adds some value for him. But what Jackson Powers Johnson showed at the senior bowl, uh, being able to slide over to guard and look just as dominant uh, in the one-on-one -on -one reps, that that raised his value for me because uh, heading into the senior bowl, I was really only thinking him thinking of him as a center only. Um, but being able to play all three interior spots, uh, I think, you know, definitely worth uh, a late first round pick. Chad, can I, can I interject here? All right, so we got I got a we got a couple questions from our from our viewers, and I kind of like let's do like a, I guess you do a rapid round here. I know we're kind of running out of time. Grandparent uh, grandpa is better. I just want you to understand. I'm taking yeah, okay. You're yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, whatever. I'm just saying, <laughs> All right, so we got we got a question here to ask if uh, if we we could probably get Trotter in the later rounds. What do you think about that? Jeremiah Trotter. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would expect uh, Jeremiah Trotter to fall to day three. Uh, that would be that would be my projection. I think he's someone that's um, you know getting some top fifty hype, especially earlier in the draft prospect uh, process. The way I see it is like if Ivan Pace went undrafted with, I think objectively better tape than Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if if Trotter falls to the fourth round. Um, you know, he's, he's small, he's not the fastest linebacker, but I think he, outside of that, I think he does uh, pretty much everything well. Uh, so, it, you know, it, it all just depends how the NFL values that. Um, he's got some, some really good coverage instincts, uh, his ability to, to feel routes developing behind him in zone coverage. Uh, you know, 
even though he doesn't have elite sideline range, he does a, a good job of reading the play quickly, flowing with the run, um, great anticipation on screen passes. He's, uh, you know, not that doesn't have great length, but I think he maximizes his frame when it comes to stacking and shedding, ripping underneath blocks. And um, yeah, I, I think, I think to me, he's an early day three type of prospect. Uh, you never know how the NFL is going to value him. I know, you know, if he's going higher in mock drafts, that might, I guess, indicate that there are teams in the NFL that are, you know, feeding people information that he's going to go high, but I, I would expect him to be more of a day three player at this point. All right. So second question here by Skyline is that what linebackers do you think are, that are in the, are, I guess in uh, good in the middle rounds? I think he's specifically talking about uh, middle linebackers. Yeah. I like, um, I like Tyron Hopper out of Missouri. Uh, he's, he's got a good blend of coverage ability and, uh, run defense. He can run with, uh, run with tight ends down the pole in Tampa too. He can, uh, stack and shed climbing blocks. He misses some tackles, but really instinctive against the run. Uh, he's, he's kind of the guy in mid rounds that, that I'm really targeting, uh, Junior Colson, it seems like I, I see him rising up draft boards. I had him as as an early day three player, but it's seeming like he might not make it uh, that late in the draft. But he's a player that just outside of speed, he really has everything that you want for a linebacker. Um, secure tackler, does a great job scraping, uh, you know, active hands to to knock down climbing blocks, uh, really good stopping power as a tackler. He can stand up people on third and one, uh, prevent them from falling forward through contact, uh, quick play, quick play recognition, play diagnosis. And, you know, he's, he's got the, the lateral quickness to bounce around blocks, maneuver through traffic. Um, he just doesn't have elite sideline to sideline speed. And, um, you know, that, that could cause him to fall. So if he's there early day three, uh, that could be someone that you target. Um, and the other guy that I would say is uh, I'd probably go Jalen Ford out of Texas. He's an interesting option, very similar to junior Colson in the sense that the biggest issue with him is just average top speed. There's kind of a limit to, to how high my grade is going to be. If I don't feel like you're this elite sideline to sideline player, but uh, you know, he's got the length, He's probably one of the best block shedders in this class, super heavy hands engaging, uh, engaging with blocks, really high motor player. Um, he's got the length to be impactful, reaching into passing windows and zone coverage. Uh, he can thump and stand up pullers and lead blockers. And uh, he's someone with a, a lot of experience, very communicative and alert pre-snap. So he could be a, a day three linebacker that kind of slips through the cracks and ends up being a good starter. Great. All right, James, I want to give you our thanks. Appreciate your time and giving us all your info. Uh, why don't you let our viewers know where we, they can find your, your work? Yeah, on uh, on Twitter or X at No Flags Film and on YouTube at A to Z Filmer. <laughs>